Welcome back to Hats Podcast family to the Two Hats Podcast. I'm Chris, your favorite tactical probation officer, and this is my co-host who's not on screen. Is Brittany your favorite PO? And this is episode 24. Listen, this episode's been a long time coming. We got Will here. Will's been a day one, A1 supporter of us and this podcast. He's been lurking, commenting, supporting us this whole time. He's finally, finally agreed to jump on and do an interview. So, uh, Will's a PO down in the south. And we'll, uh, we'll let you go ahead and say hi to the people. Hello. I'm a man of very few words. <laughs> They ain't gonna. They ain't gonna work for the interview now. They ain't gonna work. All right. Uh, so let's. Yeah, uh, how you guys doing? Um, happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and start with some of the standard questions. So, on the two hat scale of one being a social worker and ten being a cop, deputy sheriff, law enforcement officer, where would you say your department is on the two hat scale? Honestly, I would say we're right there in the middle at a five, um, you know, because we're statewide. So we're right there in the middle. Okay. Okay. So where's Will on the two hat scale? Because it's, it's, it's a different question now. You know, Nine and a half. might be one way, you might be another. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. All right. Everybody going to jail. Don't pass go. <laughs> Ain't no Twitter dogs getting collected with Will. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, I'm, I'm a strong nine and a half. Some days you may get me at a nine. Some days you may get me at a ten, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to split it in the middle. Oh, man. Oh, man. So were you always like that, or did so something happen? So what made you want to get into this profession? Um, starting with Chris, yes, I'm always been like that. Um, and for me, we just want to get into profession. I like the idea of not sitting in a car all day. Um, you know, most deputy sheriffs, most um, police officers, they sit in the car, they go from call to call to call to call. Um, they really see no real outcome. They spend maybe five, ten minutes with somebody then they move on. Whereas we can spend at a minimum of a year and sometimes for the rest of their life. So I like to have an outcome of what I do. Now in your state, do you handle probation and parole or just probation? Uh, we do both. Our state abolished parole. Now it's just called conditional release. It's the same thing, just go by a different name. Um, just like just like post release, it's a different name. Different name, same game, different name. Um, so, depending on where you're at, as far as officer wise, um, you can handle both because we have different ranks that handle different caseloads. Tell us more about that. You said people have different caseloads. What, what does that mean? All right, so we have a probation officer one, two, and three. Um, ones handle regular probation cases, just run of the mill, regular probation. Um, no real stipulations, you know, just regular probation. When you get to a two, which is a senior officer, you handle DOP, which is drug offender probation, um, community control, AKA house arrest. Uh, when you get to a three, that's your sex cases, all your pedophiles, all those and your conditional release cases. So threes handle, I said, we, all, we, we call them the cases that can get you in the paper. So those are your sex offender cases and your conditional release because it's a whole nother animal with conditional release. So you don't get any, you don't get any uh, conditional release, aka pro cases until you reach grade three. Yeah. And sometimes a two may get them depending on how good that two is uh, at details. I have gotten one or two. I don't like them, but because conditional release can be on for 
a day to a year. You know, you have some that come out, they're on conditional release for one day. And by the time you get done all the paperwork, they're done. It's yeah, that, it's weird. That's weird. Why would why would you give them one day? They want to get them out. It's cheaper to get them out than to have them in there. So that all that gang time it adds up. You know, I have seen one by the next day they're done. I mean, definitely, I understand that where I'm at, they definitely try to push to get people onto post release and get them out of prisons, you know, to cut down on numbers and things like that. And, you know, they'll find all kinds of reasons to give them early release and, you know, give them post release. But it's usually a set period of time. It's either nine months or 12 months. I've never, yeah, there's no, nobody just gets a day or like a week or something crazy like that. Yeah, one day. Um, And some people get a week. You know, they have a week left, and and the sad thing is, they don't even make it that whole week before they're violating them. I'm like, dude, you got one week, and in that one week, they got to do, you know, because we don't send the warrants to the to the court. They got to go to the, the board. Mm-hmm. And half of them, with that week, they abscond. You know, you had one week to act right, and you couldn't act right. How long That's have you been doing this? I've been with the state almost ten years. Well, you, 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 you did some time, time. Oh, you got some time, time in it. <laughs> it, it it's fun. I, I, you know, I don't even work anymore. It's just I go to work and I have fun. That's Wait, that's good. I need to elaborate. Hmm. She said, I need she to needs elaborate, to elaborate on this fun part. What's, what's fun for you? It's not work anymore. You know, if you find a, that career where it's not a job and it's not work, it's fun. You know, not every day is going to be a good day, but it's, it's when you go to work, I have fun. Um, either joking with other officers or going out there on the streets, um, doing what we do, it's fun. So, it's Chris, never- do you be having fun too? Some days, some days, but unfortunately, the paperwork kind of kills a lot of the fun. But some days, yeah, yeah, I I agree with you on that, Chris. The paperwork, yeah, yeah, I was listening to your last podcast and I was jotting notes. I was like, y'all do too much. That's 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 a lot of paperwork just to go, like, for instance, your GPS. I'm like, that's a lot of paperwork just to put a monitor on somebody. I, I couldn't do it. Oh, plus, plus you have to doc every every my pa- my policy is supposed to document every week that she reviewed their points and that they're in compliance. I tend to do it every day because if yeah. I wait a week, I might miss something. You know what I mean? That needs to be addressed. Because if you wait, if you know, if you do, let's say every Friday, I'm going to review the you know the whole week's worth of points. They could have, they could have, they could have been anywhere, anywhere doing whatever, and you wouldn't have known until you check them on Friday. So I usually check it every day. So if I work on Tuesday, I'll check what happened on Monday. If they violated their curfew or they were doing something we're supposed to do, then I'll address it. And see, with us, I check then, then you got documented. Yeah, and I have four, so I, I I check them every three days because the way our system is set up, if they're not in place, we get an alert. Um, and somebody's always manning that alert. Like last week, I was on call for a week. Um, so if you're not in place, we get an alert and we we nip it in the bud right there. Even if you leave our surrounding counties, if you have a curfew you, at 10 o'clock, you need to be home because somebody's going to get an alert that why is such and such not home? You know, so it, and when we do, luckily with the system we have, I document in the system. I don't know if you do the same thing, but we document in the system. Then that the notes we put in, it moves over to our database. So we're not doing double notes. Okay. Yeah. Is, for us, we just document it in our actual uh, offender management system. Uh, we don't actually put any notes into the actual GPS system. We just log in and map them and check it, but we don't actually put any notes into there. Yeah. So that's a good thing about the system they have. We can actually put in the notes right there. And cause while we're looking at it, and it just moves everything over. 
All right, now, before we get, I want to get more into your specific position, but I kind of want to, uh, I want to touch on two things first, <clears throat> which is one, do you talk about the, the grades? They said there's three different grades. Now, question it. Now, it, when they move up in grades, is that like considered like a promotion? Yes, sir. That's, that's, that's considered a promotion. Um, okay. But you got to apply for each grade and same interview process, the three panel interview. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, try again. Okay. Now, how much uh, the Brittany question is? How much is the money difference between the grades? Um. See, they just redid the budget, so it can be. I think right now it may be like a four K difference with the grades, um, because you're doing more work. But that changes every year. And what grade are you? I'm a two. I'm a senior officer. I'm a two. Okay. I'm not ready to deal with sex cases yet. Okay. So you could be a three. You just chose not to. Yeah. Well, I like my area I'm in. So when that when those people retire, then I can then I apply for a three. Okay. Just to stay in my area. Okay. Okay. So the the grades are actually like positions. So it's not like if you just get enough experience, you can just move up. It's like you have there's actual there's five three positions and you just have to wait till one opens like kind of like that. That's if you want to stay. Like some people, they can come out of the academy and make it to a three in a year and a half, which I you know because they can move around if they want to move around the state, they can do it because if nobody applies and you're the only one that apply, you're gonna you get, get it. it. You're gonna okay. get it. Um, so some of these counties or some of these cities they want to go to, people don't like working. So if you want to move up quick, which I don't agree with, because if you can't do a one, you know, that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, you shouldn't be bumped up to a three just because nobody applied, but that's that, you know, that's just where it's set up. So, all right, so tell us about your position and what do you do? What, what, what kind of caseload do you have? Okay. So I have a community control caseload, AKA house arrest. I was a DOP officer for almost a year and a half. A what um, officer? A DOP, drug offender probation. Okay, so tell um, us the difference between the. Tell, so tell us about your current position, and then let's talk about your old position, because you know, you know, you already know you, you sparked my interest with that one. The current position, um, community control, is it's a little bit more intensive. So by statute, we only allowed to have thirty-three people. Um. Which they try not to get that high, but unfortunately, you know, I'm right at that point. I think I have 29, um, which is a lot because you see them once in the field and once in the office every week. Um, Yeah. So the way our system is set up, um, you got to get to a a one, got to get to 100 percent by the end of the month. Okay. That's all your contacts. The system tells you, hey, you need to go this place. You need to go. It needs to be at 100% by the end of the month. Then that clock starts over. With CC, you got to get 100% every week. Then it starts over. So Friday is our Monday. So Friday, you're at 0%. You follow me so far? Then by Thursday, you need to be at 100%. That means all your contacts need to be done. Then that clock starts over. So it's, it's a little bit more intensive. Um, so but what, what happens if you're not at 100 percent? Well, you you're gonna be at 100 percent because there's or you might not be in that position because that means somebody else got to pick up your slack. So you're oh, gonna wow. be at 100. Um, no ifs ands or buts. You're gonna be at 100. percent So you have to see 29 people within four days. In the office and at their house. Yep. So, so your position is kind of like a intensive supervision, high risk. Yeah, it's intensive because you know the best way to explain it to them is like, listen, you know they can go to church, um, they can go to work, um, they can go. They got two hours to go shopping. If they're married, that spouse can do the shopping for them. They don't have to go. They can stay home. You can't go to church five days a week. 
Can we tell them quick? Can you go five days a week while you're in jail? Nope. You know, because everybody's seen to find religion once they come out on house arrest because they want to get out of the house. Um, go ahead, Britt. What kind of cases or what's, what's the offense type for these people? It's, there's no offense type. Whatever you do, the judge can put you on that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That seemed like a lot. Like yeah, we have one. It's, yeah, it's a check fraud. She got a year of CC. You know, do so, people realistically make it through that without having issues? Believe it or not, yeah. What you mean by issues? I start. Let's start right there. With violations. <laughs> you know what I mean violations, by issues. Um. Since I've been doing it, I it's not as many violations because they get into a groove. Um, it's, it's a lot of communication. They write their own schedule. We hand them a, a, a piece of paper uh, and they have to fill it out, you know, where they want to do it, what they want to, you know, for that week. And we approve that schedule. So it's on you to follow your own schedule. Um. Yeah, it's on you. So that first month, it's hard for some people. But after that, they kind of get into a, a groove. They know I can't leave the house. If you live in an apartment complex, you can't go to the pool. You can't go to the gym. Um, you can go check your mail and you can go wash your clothes. But you can't go. I bet I catch you out by their pool. Um, <laughs> you know, have I caught people by their pool? Yeah. But after we had come to a, a come to Jesus moment. And you know, so it normally doesn't happen too bad. Man, that that is sounds that is sounds like it is so restrictive. Oh, it is. I feel like I feel like I would fail at that. That's just I like, would too. That's what we have. No some of the younger, if you're in your twenties, they tend to fail. Um, the forties and fifty year olds, they tend to get it. It's the twenty year olds that go out on a Friday want to go to the club and try to beat that officer. Um, because if they get a certain officer that's, they know they're going to come by every Friday at eight o'clock, you know, they, they're home. And soon the officer leaves, they'll leave. But are they on income monitor? No. Oh, no. Okay. I thought, how long were we thinking all of them were on income monitor? Nah, I, I thought that too. Nope. Nope. So basically, you tell them they need to be home, but it's up to the PO to verify their home when they say they're going to be home. Yeah, because we get it scheduled, and that's why I said that's why when we do the violation, you have no wiggle room because you gave us this schedule. So you did the schedule; we approved it. So you need to follow your schedule. And I have on occasions went out to people's house on Friday at eight p.m. They're home turn right back around and come back to the house at 10 and they're gone. So, mm. you know, and that's always the younger ones. And they don't that would be me. Huh? <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. And, and, or the worst thing is if they go to a club and I can't sleep and I would well, see the club will close around like three. So most people get home by five. And I have pulled up to the house at 440. And before I get out of my car, I see you pulling up. I'm like, well, where you been? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, that's crazy. Because in my state, we wouldn't be able to do that. Because unfortunately, like our um, probation conditions are actual, the actual state law, mm-hmm. the actual general statutes. And the way it's worded is... Um, allowed appeal to visible at reasonable times. So one can argue for 3 a.m., 2 a.m., whatever. It's not reasonable for appeal to visit. The way our state statute is, allow your officer to visit. Period. Period. Um, yeah, for but, all that, we'll just put them on my ankle monitor. Because somebody want to do... That's going to cost them extra. So... Yeah. Um, and it's not really necessary. We get a lot of people on community control, so that's a lot of anchor monitors. So to me, that you know, in, that, in this big old state, that'll overwhelm the system. Uh, if you think about it, that's a lot so, of anchor monitors. So it's cheaper for the PO just to pop up on them. Yeah, yeah, 
you have to do something really bad to be on CC with the ankle monitor. Like if we violate you, uh, depending on your attitude, I can ask the judge to, hey, all right, we can reinstate and this time put them on the ankle monitor. Okay. You know, so it, it, it it's a give and take, but it's it's just the young ones. Um, because with CC, we have our regular state statute, then the community control statutes. Um, so, like I said, it's three or four o'clock in the morning. We can come to your house at any time we want. So, Even on regular probation, we can come to your house anytime we want. So how, did, how does it work then with your work schedule? How does that work? I if you're popping schedule. up people's house at four o'clock in the morning. I make my own schedule. So I just readjust. I'm like, okay, if I started work at four o'clock and only want to do field work, I'm done for the day. Um, and sometimes if, like I have called people out at Walmart. I'm like, why are you in this store? And I kind of know the schedules in my head. And I look at, we make eye contact. I don't say nothing to them, but we make eye contact. And sure enough, my state phone start ringing. Like, nah, I already saw you, boss. Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk the next. We'll talk tomorrow. You know. So, but we, you know, I'm not so hard. Where I know stuff comes up, we have an emergency number. So, God forbid, if your spouse have a heart attack, uh, go to the hospital. I tell them go to the hospital with them. Um, call that emergency number and let them know this is what's going on. You know, so we, we do have some kind of, can we have wiggle room as far as what we want to violate for? Um, so stuff like that, or if you have a sick kid, go take care of your kid. And, but when you get to the hospital, stay put, you know, so we, we have some kind of wiggle room. All right, so um, <laughs> that's crazy. I'm sorry. It, it just that's just that's really intense to four wow, four times a month you need to see them in the office, and four times a month you see them at their home every week. Every nine people, over. and it's not even their home. Uh, let's say if you work, um, and I I go to your job, I may not say nothing to you. Nine times out of ten, I'm not going to say nothing to you. But if I see you working behind the cash register, uh, I'll look at you and I'll go about my business. Because uh, I'm not there to embarrass you. Um, I, I've done I, that before. Yeah, I've just gone to people's jobs, look at them, just see them, lay eyes on them. Yeah. yeah. And we do it a lot with community control. We have one that works at a pizzeria. I just stand outside the window. I look. All right, she's there. And I go on about my business. So it's not, I'm not, we're not, me personally, I'm not there to try to embarrass you. If you at work, that's your job. Um, if it's at a fast food joint, I, I just don't eat there, but I may sit there and watch it. And you look up, I'm there. You look back up, I'm gone. And that counts as your one, your one contact yeah. for the week? Yep, because on their schedule, it says, Hey, Tom said he's going to be at work from three to four. And I just put on there, he was at work for his schedule. Um, if you're going to be at church, on occasion, I have popped up at people's churches. Um, I sit in the back pew. I look, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're here. And that's if I don't, if I'm having some doubts about their, them going to church. Um, you know, so I have popped up at some people's services. Now, when you're when you're doing these church visits, these work visits, are you like fully decked out, you know, vests, you know, safety package, and everything, no. or are you kind of like on a on a little on a coverish? If I know if I know it's gonna be on a Sunday and I'm doing like secret church visits, I, I I respect the house, um, so I don't go in there with all of that. I have my gun on, but you don't see it. Um, and I just sit in the pew. I may stay for ten minutes and just leave. Even if I'm, if I'm at their job, depending on what kind of day it is, um, like some days I may just have my gun. And if I know I'm going to do job visits, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. Uh, you know, so I go and go about my business, look at them and just leave. Now, if I'm at your house at night, three or four o'clock in the morning, yeah, I'm just I'm 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 dressed out to the T. 
So what's your department's policy then on wearing your uh, your safety equipment? Like my, my state, if we're doing that stuff, you, you need to have your stuff on. See, they're trying to get it where it's mandatory to have your vest on. But right now it's not mandatory. Um, it's not mandatory right now. So I have it. It depends on where I'm at. And I have it with me. So if I need to dress out real quick, if I have, a, let's say, if I'm doing warrant searches, warrant pickups, I, I dress to the T. If I know I'm going to somebody's job or doing my usual rounds for my my people, um, I may not have it on. All right. So let's let's get into some of my favorite questions, which is, uh, so you know, what kind of weapon? What kind of issue? What kind of equipment are you guys issued? Uh, what's the training like? Um, you know, is everything mandatory? Is it optional? Lay it all out. So handcuffs, vest, pepper spray. That's what you issued. Um, you can choose an option to carry if you want. Right now, you, if you want to carry, you got to get your own. But they give you such a great discount. I wish I could get three or four at that discount. Uh, and plus, it's a tax write-off. Um, they're trying to make it where everybody has to carry, but they're not there yet. It's a live-in four-month academy. Um, you said four months? Yeah, four months. Almost four, four months. months. I see some change. Like like a quarter of a year plus a month? Yeah, four months. No, you're just there. You're at the academy for almost four months, living in, Monday through Friday. Wow. I don't know what y'all doing for four months. Like, ours was five weeks, and that felt like a lot, and I was a yeah. live-in. Mm-hmm. I can imagine like, four months. Like, that's almost like a discount. 400 something hours to be state certified. Um, so you're there for four months learning criminal law. Um, it's almost like a mini police academy because the police academy is six months. So the only thing that's different with them is they do the driving. That's it. So you still got first day DT, criminal law. You know, so you're there for a good four months. That is too damn long. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. The, the academy I went to, it was in the it was in the capital. So, um, and you have PT every third every three days a week. You have PT, um, and breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So your day starts at six o'clock in the morning, and it normally ends at five. PT all too. Uh, uh, I, know, I know. I know what's thing I ain't never going to. <laughs> For sure. I wish we could tell everybody what it's about. Three, three days a week. Yeah, I'm doing, not doing that, boy. Mm-mm. You can keep that. Four months in the academy? Mm-mm. Y'all can keep that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's... And then you have to take the state exam. Um, yeah, we got that too. If you get two shots after that, they fire you if you if you can't get... If you can't pass it in two shots. Yes, ma'am. What kind of questions are on that exam? Like law questions? Law. Everything is law. Yep. Law, tactics. Um, let me see. Law, tactics, defensive tactics stuff, first aid stuff. What would you do scenarios? So you keep going. So you really got to gotta pay attention during this academy so you can pass yeah, that test. Even in the academy, you take a test every block. And if you don't get at least an 80 or above on those blocks, they'll kick you out. Okay. So they straight. Yeah, you don't because you know the state test is it's, it's no joke. Um then after you take the state test, you come back to your office, then the state gotta do all the paperwork to certify you. So you can be sitting around for another three to four weeks to six weeks. For the state to certify everything, uh, once the state give their blessings and certify you, you get your badge and you get all these cases. <laughs> well, you don't get your badge and your gun. You just get a badge. You get a badge. Your your um, your vest, your handcuffs, and these cases. But by the time you come out of the academy, you already took the gun course. So 
then you can start carrying. So the firearms is part of the, is part of the academy then, but it's not now mandatory it for everybody. Yeah, now it is. It at one point it wasn't part of the academy, but now uh, for like a year now they're making those because you know it's only two weeks. Um, so now they're making those two weeks mandatory. So if you don't want to carry, fine. At least you have the training. But if you do want to carry, you know, you're you're good to go. They're they're having to send you out nowhere. You're already good to go. Okay, so if you choose not to carry, you still have to do the firearms training, mm-hmm. and then you get out and you just don't got a strap. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and we requalify every year. Mm. Now and not right now they're doing they're making us requalify with shotguns too. I don't know why. But... Y'all got shotguns? No. So why you got to qualify? I'm so confused. Not my ammo. So if they want to have you shooting shotguns. I shoot it all day long. So you shoot, you shoot a shotgun for something that you're never going to use. Even, even those two weeks. Two. Yeah, even those two weeks, you have to go through. You have a you have to qualify for the shotgun. Um, I think what it is now, since our prisons were were shorthanded, a lot of us was they was asking a lot of us to do overtime at the prison. Mm-mm, hard pass if we wanted to. Um, okay. Not inside. Not inside. You're just doing straight. They call them the sweet, the sweet spots, raising the gate for visitors to come in, or you just do an outside perimeter, driving in the car. Oh, okay. So I think that's why they started doing a shotgun qualification. But like I said, if they want to pay for me to shoot somebody else's ammo, I'm all for it. Mm. So in terms of the the weapon you can use, is it like a list, or you can use is it just one kind you can use. Is it like um, your choice? You can roll, you can roll up in there with like a desert eagle. I mean, what's up? They, the old time sellers back in the day, yes. Um, and now the policy is the Glock 17 or 19 or Smith and Wesson um, double action. Mm. Uh, and they just got rid of the six shooters because they used to be able to carry a six shooter, but they kind of phased that out. Like some of the old time supervisors, they still carry a six shooters. It's crazy. So when I was juvenile officer in my county, Westmoreland County, we were issued firearms, and that's mm-hmm. that's what we used. But the county above us, Allegheny County, where Pittsburgh is, um, it's kind of the same way. Where if you want to do firearms, you, they'll put you through the training, but you have to buy your own gun. It's a tax write off, and so you get all kinds of discounts and stuff like that. And they give you like a list of guns you could pick. So that that is, I, I I've heard that before. Um, the state I'm in. Carrying is 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 mandatory. You have every PO has to uh, has to do it. And actually, our academy actual starts with firearms training. And if you don't qualify at the end of the firearms training, they drop you from the academy, and that's it. So, like, carrying is absolutely mandatory. I think there was a girl in my in my class that didn't make it because she couldn't. She just couldn't get it. Um, they, they end up dropping her. You know, so. That's just, it's just crazy how all these states do things totally different. Um, and we're looking forward to the day where they just issue the firearms, but I think just because the state is so big, um, it's, it's going to be a slow process because that's a lot of it's a lot of us. And you know, especially now, if they would have did it six years ago, it would have been quicker. Uh, especially now with the ammo shortages and all that stuff. A lot of our departments, even around here, you know, they're not doing firearms training like they used to. You know, mm-hmm. so I think I think I give it two, three years. It's going to come back around and they're going to say, hey, OK, everybody got to carry. If you don't find something else to do, and you may be grandfathered in, but it's going to get to a point where everybody's going to have to carry. I mean, is it is it common like the people you work with not to carry? Like, like is it is it like yeah, it's an option, but everybody does it anyway. Or is it there's people who are just like no, I'm just I'm just not going to do it. A lot of the old heads they don't. Um, a lot of the young ones coming in they do. Um, and I guess it depends on your area that you work in. You know, some of them you they just like ah, I don't need it. But they all they all they're already in drop, so it's like they're not gonna they didn't have it all thirty three years, so they ain't gonna have it now. Mm. Interesting. Yes, ma'am. Have you have you ever had to use your weapon? Have you ever had to draw your weapon? Mm, no. 
Okay. Thank God. Knock on wood. Yeah. Not even like not even like clearing a house had to draw. I ain't say she ain't saying like you to shoot somebody, but you never like drew it to like clear a house or nothing. Um, luckily for me, no, because even I have like when we do warrant searches or warrant checks, we go out with our local PD. Um, so yeah, it was a good relationship because we we team up with them a lot. Um, because we have a lot of sex offenders. So we do a lot of either sex offender sweeps or checks, um, and we include the warrant checks in there. So when we do what we call a plan compliance, you know, with different departments, we we get to the house. Uh, I may have one deputy with me, and because we go out like fours, so we all just in, and sometimes we just take their car because they they got the bigger trucks. So they're like, hey, we can take the SWAT people trucks. I'm like, cool, we'll take y'all truck. We're good. Um, because it's it's not we're not no small guy. So you trying to get into our car, it, it don't work. Um, you know, so we get to the house, we knock on the door. We really don't have to clear the house. Everybody normally, these people are so trained that they come out, the whole family, because we tell them if you're on probation, your family's on probation. Um, so they come out. We have everybody sit on the sofa. Um, so thank God throughout my career, I never had to clear a house under those other circumstances. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty standard for us that we um if we're do, we're serving or we're doing the warrants or we're doing a warrantless search or something like that that we do go ahead and uh, do a protective sweep and clear the entire house just to make sure there's nobody hiding in a closet somewhere or anything crazy like that. So, because luckily, um, if I'm doing the searches, we're going to either the, the, those officers that's with us, we're going to your house. And so, if you've been there a lot, you kind of know, like, hey, where's Jimmy? Um, like, I know every nook and corner of your house. Um, and when we do the searches, we're just searching. Let's say if Brit's on probation, we're just searching her room and the common areas. We can't search mm-hmm. Chris's room because Chris's room is not on. Is, is not he's not on. Yeah, same, yeah, same um, with us. And so some of them get smart and they put everything in Chris's room. But I'm not saying I can't just accidentally walk past Chris's room and see, hey, why you got a pail of cocaine right there? Hey, plain view is plain view. Yeah. So, um, so luckily throughout. My area, we kind of know, I kind of know my houses. Um, and depending on, now if I don't know your houses, we'll do a sweep. And luckily for me, my name is like, hey, okay, if he come to your house, just just comply. And I, I hate having that, but I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> name ring, know, ring, rings through in these streets. Yeah, so it's, it's, in my area, it's a lot of the older ones. And our sex offenders, they're the most compliant people, to be honest with you. Um, they usually are. They don't want to go back. Mm. So tell, tell us, I'm always interested in how, um, I know you've said you guys have a pretty good relationship with your local law enforcement. So let's tell us a little bit more about that. And are you guys considered actual law enforcement with like full police power? Like, how are your uh, your your powers and authorities in your state? Um, so we don't have full unless you're on. If you're not on supervision, we really can't touch you. Um, but if we're helping them out, yeah, we can touch you. If you're on probate, if you're on supervision. You know, it's game on, um, and that's why most police officers like us because, just like them, we have, and I always tell people, just like regular police officers, we have jurisdictions. So my jurisdiction ends when you're off of supervision, but unlike that police officer, I can go anywhere, anywhere in my state to get you. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, so they classify us as semi. Law enforcement, it's, it's weird how they have it classified, but it's still law enforcement. Um, right. You know, just with, I guess, jurisdictions. I put it like that. Um, so, you know, we, and he has about the relationship yeah. with officers. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed in my county that we have an awesome relationship. Um, and we have three, two different cities. In my county, I have two different cities. And of course, I have a sheriff's office. 
Um, the sheriff office is awesome. You know, anything we need, they're there. Um, I can, they can call me up on my personal cell and say, hey, I have such and such. You know, I'm not at work right now, but yeah, he's on. And a lot of them know that they want to get in that car and search it. But a lot of our people know, like, no, you don't have no probable cause. You can't search my car. And, but they look in the system, you know, and they see, oh, you're on probation. And it shows you who you're assigned to mm-hmm. in that system. It's like, oh, look at that. It's Will. Hold on. Call. Hey, what's up? Where you at? I'm at the down the street doing something. Can you roll past here? Cause this okay. And I roll past like what's going on? And he don't want us to and they'll look, no, no, officer, yada yada. They can search. Okay. I'm like, y'all good? Yeah, we good. Um, so we we have a good relationship. Um okay. you know, so yeah, and we do a lot of different searches together. You know, they call us up, even their task force, if they want to get into somebody's house. Just to get in, just to see they have something going on, but they can't get in. They don't have enough for a warrant. They'll call us and say, hey, we would like to get into Bob's house. This is why. This is what we're looking for. All right, no problem. We'll get together. All right, if we find it, we stop. You know, that way they can go get a warrant. But now they have enough probable cause to get that one because they was just there to assist us. Mm-hmm. Um, what you rolling your eyes for? They just she she don't, she don't understand any of this. They don't do none of that. She don't go past her front door. Remember, <laughs> she, she don't understand yeah, any of this lingo and talk that we doing right now. She don't understand. <laughs> they, don't, they don't comprehend. <laughs> she don't know what that house gonna look like past her front door. That, excuse me, okay. I do understand. Don't don't play with me like that. But yeah, so we stop right there, and then they do their thing um, okay. because we want them. If we can't, hey, get new charges. Um, that way it can be a, what? It can be a, a better violation. I put it like that, a stronger violation. Hey, listen, it's, it's community protection. If they're yeah. not doing what they're supposed to be doing, if they're doing dirt and they keep it on the low and we don't know what's going on, but, you know, please, please notice what's going on. Yeah, bring it to the light. Yeah, and I tell them. You gotta the dark will come to the light. And like I said, I tell my people, you got to win each time. I just got to win once. Right. You know, so that's my model. Yes, ma'am. What is it? I don't understand the benefit. Like your specific case, though, I don't understand how does that benefit the offender if you have to go and see them at their house once a week and they're just on for like something random, like whatever you said. Like, what did you say? They One of those. They could, be, they could be at the county jail for a year if they want to. So, would you rather be at home peeing in your own house or in the county jail going to the bathroom in front of everybody? So it's but like a last I, chance. It's kind of like we could give you, we could give you, even give you this ex- intensive, intensive, whatever you call it, community control. Yeah. Or you can go sit down. Which one do you want? So it's kind of like a lot that. Of, a lot of judges only do community control for ninety days, followed by two years probation. Mm. Where you, you can do that ninety days in the county jail if you want to, and lose your job, possibly lose your house, lose your car, lose your wife or husband. And kids get taken, or you want to do this sit at home, so that's their benefit. But I don't feel like it's is that helping society? Is it helping the community? It's definitely not helping them, aside from them not being inside of a jail. They get to keep their house, they get to keep their job. You can't work at your job in jail. Do a lot of them have jobs? Believe it or not, yeah. What kind of jobs they have? Um, I got a plumber. I have uh, people that work in the medical office. Um, so a lot of them have jobs. I have so managers at different places. The community control is that for like really for like repeat offenders. It's not like you gonna you know you stole no. a candy bar and you get you get you know will come to your house once a week. You know what I mean? It's 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 pretty much people are you know a lot of recidivism. No. That's what the judge feel that day. Oh, oh, okay. I have one. This is the first time on papers. She had 90 days community control followed by two years probation. Because the judge knew he could have sentenced her for a year in jail, county jail, followed by two years of probation. 
So mm. why in the hell would somebody take a year of jail and probation? Like what what is going on over here in your state? This is because crazy. they either take that year in jail and followed by two years probation, or they have enough to rack and send them to prison. So a lot of people mm-hmm. jail time is like they they get time served. Um, so they may say a year in jail with credit for 200 days, then followed by two years probation. Interesting. You know, I don't so, want to get in trouble where you at. That's ridiculous. A lot of people don't because I was like a last podcast, last podcast when talk about revoking termination, revoke probation. You mm-hmm. get in trouble once here and they will revoke and term you. You know, it's no just like that, just like that, and it, does, it doesn't one, matter what the violation is. I know the one judge I know he he should tell people if once you get violated, you had your chance. It was called probation. It's done. Bye bye. Mm. It doesn't matter what the violation is. Mm-mm. I have sent somebody somebody. Um, let me see. Failed drug test for marijuana. I say about four years ago. Um, she wouldn't admit. She kept lying. I'm like, okay, send it to a lab. Marijuana. Uh, so she wound up. My bosses made me do a technical violation, a notification, which I I, I don't do. And I can't stand them. Um, you but I did arrest. Yeah, uh, you know that's just telling the judge, hey. X and O did this, failed a drug test, we're going to send them the treatment. You know, just send a letter. If the judge agrees, he'll just put, he'll check the box, no further action. Um, oh, and, and if he doesn't agree, he checked the box, I want a full warrant and everything. This judge checked the box, I want a full warrant. I'm like, okay. So, did the full warrant and um, full violation. And he signed it. They got her. And she wound up getting a year and eight months in prison. So I don't know what she did to make that judge upset, but he gave her a year and eight months. Man, that's so that's crazy. That, that, that can't happen here, man. It's just it's 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 different. That's just so different. You know, so they they when they come to their point, but then she, you know, she probably had she did have prior violations in the past that were revoking term, and you never lose those points, you know. And that stuff adds up. That's why I try to tell the young ones. I'm like, listen, each violation you get, that's extra points. You know, so you go to jail, you go to prison for violation of probation. You know, why are you here? Because I violated my probation. That's that's not, you know, they will send you to prison for that. Mm. You know, and the youngest I have right now is a 17-year-old, two 17-year-olds. Were they were they charged as adults? Is that why? Yep, they okay. got adjudicated. Um, let me see. The youngest I seen sent to prison. He just turned seventeen. He wanted to get in thirty years. Um, followed by twenty years probation. So, oh, y'all thought them like Virginia and like pennsylvania type numbers yeah we don't do them kind of numbers down here and i think it's because they came into this county they stole like two hundred thousand dollars in a, in, a, in a porsche but they didn't live in this county they lived in another county so most of our prosecutors are like you don't come in my house and eat out my refrigerator without asking and I think that's their mentality was, no, you came to our county, you stole, you don't even live here. Mm-hmm. So just because you're a kid, yeah, they, they, it was four of them, I think. See, y'all guys do PSIs, right? Yeah, well, rarely, but we do, but they're rare. We do them like, do them like a lot. Um, by the time I wrote the PSI, that kid got 30, the next kid got 15, um, and they still facing other charges in a different county. So if they're like getting like these 30 and like 15 years, do they get paroled? Or is it they got to do that whole 30? I think it's 80%, but it may change just because I think they're they're so young, it may come up for review every five, six years, they said. Um, but 
a lot of them I look at, and I can say, I, I hate to say it, like, yeah, you're going to go to prison. Because one kid, he just didn't care. Um, and he, he, he was almost built for prison. I hate to say it, he was just wired wrong. Um, and I looked at him, I told my boss, yeah, he's going to be fine in prison. He's he going to run it. You know, he's going to be top dog in prison. In prison. Because at 16, he was already in confinement at our county jail because he was getting in so many fights. Uh, but you get some, and it was like, like one, he he did a year and some change. He came out, and he's doing okay so far. Uh, but it, it's, I, And I try to work with the younger ones. I really do because they give them to me. Uh, they may, And they're on regular probation, but they, they still give them to me. And I, I try to work with them. And like this one, I could have locked up a long time ago, but I'm, I'm trying to work with them. So it, it, it drives my patience sometimes. They're like, man, you're not my kid, you know, but I'm trying to work with you. <laughs> um, you know, so, but, and I get it. They still have that young mentality. Right. And then Thank God they have you to help them. Oh, no. Because uh-uh. a lot of my officers, they look at me like, you got him? They're like, uh-huh. oh, you ain't. You ain't gonna make it. I'm like, really, people, really. Um, and even when they get back to their street, they be like, "You got, you got him." And they be like, "Yeah." They're like, good luck. <laughs> so I'm like, really, "Oh my people? gosh!" But I, I try to work with him because I can see, like, one, he's back in high school. Um, I got one. He's in the HVAC program, about to graduate high school, and the and I got the school board to pay for that dual enrollment for the for the trade school for college. Um, so he's actually doing pretty good. Do you guys make your own arrests? Um, as far as transport? I don't know. However you want to answer that question. What was the process? We can, you, got a warrant, you got a warrant for somebody because they violate and what was the process? If we're in the office, I say about half our arrests will be in the office. Because um, they'll come in and Nine times out of ten, they don't even know they have that warrant. Um, so we're talking in the office. Then they call local PD to come pick them up while we're in the office. And a lot of them come around the corner and be like, well, what, what's going on? Oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to get arrested today and you're going to jail. Um, if we're out in the field, we can – if I know I'm serving a warrant, I'll, I'll have a backup there because if it's, if it's midnight, I'm going to have some backup there. Um, cause we do, we don't partner up. We work alone. Um, you know, so I may go to do the check and like, okay, Hey, I see Bob is home. Hey, Bob, you good? Yep. All right. Have a good night. Go around the corner, call local PD say, Hey, this is what such and such warrant. And they'll send somebody over then we'll go back around and get them. Okay. We don't have, we don't, we can't transport because we don't have the cages. Okay. It's like how most of our detectives around here, they won't transport. They'll call a marked unit and transport them because they don't have the cages. And, you know, just for safety reasons, that's why most of our task force, um, when we go out with them, they call a marked car to come get them. Because, one, they don't, a lot of them don't transport anymore because they don't have the cages. Okay. All right. You got any, uh, Got any crazy stories you want to share with us? Any crazy experiences? Why is Brittany still rolling her eyes? What did I say wrong now? Because her job seems so, like, I don't know. I see everything, Brittany, by the way. I notice everything. (laughs) Your job seems so hard and, like, oh, my God, extra. Yo, it's extra. In what way? It doesn't doesn't seem like you guys are trying to, like, help them or rehabilitate them or guide them in the right way. It just seems like y'all trying to lock everybody up. No, we, we actually, we, we have a good success rate. Um, depending, like regular probation have a good success rate. Um, you know, so we, we try to work with you, but we still won't talk, you know, our main focus is public safety. Um, that's our main focus. So if you can get past that public safety part, then I'm, I will give you the tools and the instruction on build a house, but I won't build a house for you. And that's how I tell people. I'm going to give you all the tools you need. I'm going to give you the blueprints. I'm going to give you how to do this. What tools you- are you giving? It depends on what tools they need. Okay, give me some examples of tools that you, you can give somebody. Trigger, I'm going to send you the treatment. 
If you can't mm-hmm. afford it, you know, I can. we can pay for it. The mm-hmm. only thing we don't pay for is mental health. That's, and they're trying to change that. Um, okay. So I'm sending, I'm sending you to treatment. Um, you have both of our drug offenders, they have curfews. I say nine noms out of 10, they have a curfew. So they got to be home at 10 from 10 to 6. Um, no alcohol, no nothing. So we're giving you all the tools you need to get what you need to get. So, but if you don't want to utilize those tools or if you want to buck the system, you know, we not going to sit there and hold your hand. If that makes sense. <laughs> you got other questions, but yeah, so it, I, 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 it sounds harsh, but we're not going to sit there and hold your hand, but I'm going to give you everything you need. If you're on regular probation, only thing you got to do is report in. Sometimes people get on regular probation and let's say like the one person got 90 days followed by regular probation. After those 90 days, she she just report in once a month. And if she's really good, she can report in by phone. You know, but so you still have to do drug tests and everything, right? That's state stand, yes, that's that's mandatory. Okay. Um that no matter if you on for shoplifting to killing somebody, everybody's subject to random drug screens. Um and yes, do they have to pay for them or you you guys pay for them? It's, it's included in their probation fees, so it's I think it's thirty bucks, but it, that's that's not each time. That's just a one time fee um, because we do it in house. So I'm in the bathroom with you. I see everything. Um, you pee in the cup. I test. You're good. If you fail the test, either you can confess or we can send out to the lab. That's how it was in my department, too. But they had to pay for it. It was $10 every time. And if you couldn't nah, pay yeah. for it, you had to go, like, borrow some money. <laughs> nah, yeah, we don't make you pay for it. Well, we make you pay for it, you know. And if you can't, if you're on probation, of course, you got probation fees. I think right now we're at 40 bucks a month. That's um, cheap. Yeah, I know. We're one of the cheaper ones. But that doesn't include all your other fees you have going on. So if you can't pay for probation towards the end, uh, we can waive some fees. If you bring me proof of, hey, yeah, I only make $10,000 working at McDonald's and I have six kids. All right, we can waive that. Now, I have violated people for not paying. I'm like, because I see your house, I see your check, you just don't want to pay. <laughs> so I, I have violated people for money and the judge has sent them to jail. See, um, that's, what, that's, that's the type of energy we own out here. Well, not here, but in Texas. Yeah, so it's you know, so we give you everything you need, uh, but we we don't sit there and and hold your hand. Uh, I'll I I may talk to you uh, during an office visit. It may take. Right now, if you're my regular, you're not even gonna make it back to my office. We're gonna talk what we need to say <laughs> right then, and uh, you can go. Um, but if you, if they say, Hey, you know, we'll, I need to talk. All right, come on. Um, and they have issues at home. We can try to work through that. Um, Lord knows I've been a mediator between so many fights between grown ass people. Could they live with their parents? And I tell them, uh, you can't come in their house anytime you want. That's still your parents' house. If you want to come in the house anytime you want, move out. You know, go live somewhere else. Um, so, yeah, we, we still help, but it's still strict. It definitely sounds like it. Um, so, I just start. I was trying to wrap this up. You got any any, any crazy stories you want to share, real quick? Anything? Anything the family needs to be aware of? The craziest one I've seen so far was with my kid. I, I met him for the first day. And we was talking. First, he came to my office cussing. I just looked at him. Like, nah, man, I ain't your daddy. You ain't going to cuss at me like that. Uh, so he he kind of then, he called me that bro. I'm like, I, I told him don't insult my mama like that. I'm not your brother. And so <laughs> we talked, we talked. So I go to his house the next day to do his house check. 
and I'm looking at him, and he he came straight out of the jail. He was in jail for almost a year, waiting on his trial. And um, I'm looking at him, he's like doing all this work, like he's drunk. I'm like, dude, you you, you drunk already? I'm like, no, nah, I just don't feel good. I'm like, nah, you look like he was. So I'm searching. I'm like, and his sister's like, no, I, he ain't do nothing. He had some chicken yesterday. I'm like, okay. And he fell right in front of me. So I'm like, you know, so I'm tapping. He got up. I told his sister, okay, let's call 911. She's like, no, uh, you know, I'm going to wait till his mom get home. I said, okay, I'm going to give you 20 minutes. If you don't call, and I get back and he's still this way, you know, I'm going to call myself. So she's like, okay, five minutes up the road, she called me. I called 911. Come to find out, he didn't know he was diabetic. Mm. So he gets to the hospital, his blood sugar was over 3,000. Yeah, so basically, because he was sleeping all day, and the nurse said if I didn't show up in another four hours, he would have been done because mm. he was sleeping so much, his body was shutting down. And he was my complexion when I saw him first time, but now I looked at him again, I'm like, it's almost like seeing a the black is black. So I'm like, why is his skin so dark? You know, so that's what it was. He was basically dying. And um, we, he got to the hospital. He didn't know he he ate all this food. But he, at the jail, you don't have the best food. And mm-hmm. so he got classified as a diabetic one, spent almost two months in the hospital, came out and, you know, grateful. Like, hey, you know, you saved my life. I'm like, yeah, but let's get you off probation. Let's do right. And that's my, that's, that's the one I'm, I'm kind of attached to. That's the one that's in the HVAC program. Because um, I think that incident made him see a hey, life is short and you know so that was my best story because like a few hours later i wasn't gonna go by his house but i was close and i didn't have nothing to do so i said let me go knock on his door because i didn't see him the first day i said i was gonna see him and i didn't want to put it off any longer so i just something just kept telling me to go by his house you know so luckily i did because like the nurse said in the box like he would have slept and they just wouldn't woke him up that would have been it Mm. So we're now insulin for forty here doing God's work, huh? Said he was said, "Well, I here doing God's work." Hey, I, I, I looked at him, and I'm and I'm kind of harder on him than any of my people, um, on in a good way. Like you know, you're not gonna mess up, or it's gonna be you and me. We're gonna take this badge off. It's gonna be you and me, and uh, <laughs> you know, you're gonna do right because you have a second chance in life. Um, you know, and I, I keep drilling at his head. He, he don't live in the best part of town. And um, I said, man, you got a second chance. So let's take advantage, advantage of it. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my best feel-good story for Brittany. I, I can't tell you the other ones. <laughs> I like she that one. That was a really good one. She'll roll her eyes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, I, think I, that's a, I think that's a, a good segue to uh, start to wrap this up. Um. Yo, Will, we appreciate you uh, being at a uh, day one A one with us here on the podcast. You're officially now a family member. Now we got the interview out the way; took forever, but you're officially a family member. So thank you. And, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> hey, you know, no problem. I try. I try to a better place. I feel like I feel like there's still so much more questions I have, so I mean, we're, we're probably going to do a part two one time because I, I feel time like you're ready, just let me know. I feel like there's yeah. I, I, with ten years of service, I feel like we got a lot more we can learn from you about how they do yeah. things in your state. So we can talk about the dot where we can talk about anything else next time. We're going to send something up for part two. So, hey, all y'all, leave down the comments. Go to the IG page. Leave a comment. Let us know you want Will back for for another episode. And if you have any questions that you that you have for Will for how things they do his state, leave those there. When we do the next episode, we'll go ahead and make sure we ask them those questions. So, as always, uh, we appreciate you guys for listening in. Uh, make sure you uh, you follow us on the Instagram page at Two Hats Podcast. Uh, make sure you guys leave a comment, like, share, subscribe. We're on all the platforms: YouTube, Spotify. Uh, Google Podcasts, 
Apple Podcasts, all, all all the podcasts. Make sure you check us out. Listen to all the past episodes. This is episode number 24. Man, we just keep rolling. So that's all I got. Brittany, you got anything for the family? Yeah, new episodes drop every Tuesday. Remember, it's Two Half Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, Will, you think you're going to be sharing this with any of your coworkers? We'll see. So I may grace some of them with it. Some of them. <laughs> some of them. I hear you. I hear you. Well, make sure you tell them, make sure they, uh, they follow us on the IG page. Yes, sir. All right. Till next time, y'all. Y'all be safe on these streets. <laughs> <laughs>